want to talk about your antibody test. And so many people have questions about these. Um, where are you right now with the process to try and get FDA approval? So uh, the process we are, uh, where we are with the process right now is we started the um, authorization process uh, back in March when we first um, sent out our press release about the, the um, efforts that we are um, doing with the antibody test. So um, currently uh, we are planning for our clinical trial. Uh, we expect to get that started either next week or the following week. Uh, we've actually had some great conversations with the FDA about our protocol um, and we expect the results in the study to be complete by the end of the month and we'll submit that to the FDA. Um, we think the review process will be pretty short given our, our uh, current conversations with them and the previous conversations we've had, um, which is the advantage of um, keeping them in the loop about everything that we're doing. Um, so we expect that um, everything will be complete by the end of May, if not the very first, uh, very beginning of June. So people might be able to start ordering these in June potentially? Or even end of May. That's the goal. Oh, oh, so you think that approval even could come by then? Okay. Correct, yeah. And I you're think, ready um, to go once you get that approval, you have everything to, to send these out. Exactly. We've already been sending these tests out for the Wake Forest study. Right. Um, and we're ramping that up to 10,000 a month um, because that's the, uh, the, the plan for the research study, um, which has been actually really helpful for us because it's, it's helped us work out some of the logistical issues and the supply chain things and how we pack these things. Um, which has actually been really helpful. So that it's helping us plan for our commercial launch. So um, one of the big questions right now is the, how much immunity, if any, people have. And I know with the World Health Organization saying that there's no evidence, that doesn't necessarily mean there's no immunity. It just means they haven't studied it, right? So, so what should people know about immunity with these antibodies? Yeah, right now, uh, based on the existing evidence, we can't say whether or not the antibodies detected will give you some immunity, partial or complete immunity, and for how long. Um, and the reason we don't have the evidence is because this virus has only been around for you know five, six months now. Um, but we do expect to see some results uh, coming out, not just from the Wake Forest study, but from other countries that have been dealing with the virus longer than us. So places like China and Italy will have results uh, sooner than we do. Um, so right now, what, we're, what we are able to say, uh, at least in, there was one early study in monkeys showing that for at least 28 days, there was no um, sign of reinfection. And then we can kind of extrapolate what we know about other human coronaviruses. So SARS and MERS, uh, which are also coronaviruses, um, people tend to have immunity for uh, at least two years. And then the other types of human coronaviruses that cause the common cold. Um, people tend to have immunity for about six months. So our best guess is you're, you should have immunity to uh, once you've been infected and have antibodies for anywhere from six months to two years or maybe longer. It, it really depends on the virus. And obviously we haven't been able to conduct a two-year study yet, but um, that's why we're doing this Wake Forest study because that is a one-year study. Um, so I, I think that by the time our test is on the market in about a month from now, uh, we will actually have some early data coming out of places like China and Italy, potentially, that could tell us, um, you know, the, the, what, the, what having antibodies means. With your test, is it possible that a positive antibody result could be positive for one of those other coronaviruses, like the one that causes a common cold? Uh, it's certainly possible uh, that there is cross-reactivity. 
uh, not just to coronaviruses, but to other viruses. Um, so that's why part of the validation requires testing for cross-reactivity. And um, the manufacturer that we're working with has actually done those studies and showed that there was no cross-reactivity with the common coronaviruses, including um, the ones that cause the common cold and the ones that cause SARS, uh, SARS-1. Um, so they've actually done those studies, but we have to replicate that because we want to make sure these tests are as accurate as possible, which is also what part of our due diligence in working with the manufacturer. There are uh, different tests like this available right now. You have to go to a practitioner to get one. Um, so what should people know about the test that they're going to get before they get it? Is there a difference? There's definitely a difference. Yeah. And actually, um, there's been new guidance from the FDA yesterday which clarifies that um, tests that have not received emergency use authorization are actually no longer able to be marketed or sold. And now all antibody tests have to go through the EUA process. Doesn't affect ScanWell because we were always pursuing that. And for at-home testing, you always needed uh, an EUA. Um, but for the other ones that were being done in hospitals and clinics, uh, those will no longer be, um, be valid until they receive a EUA. And we've seen that some of these do not perform that well. Um, there's been a lot of independent studies done. Um, there's one out of UCSF in Berkeley that was funded by the Chan Zuckerberg um, Biohub, where they studied 10 of these lateral flow tests. And you can see that there are ones that perform better than others. So it is important that um, whoever's using the test um, uses one that is higher performing than one than some of the others. So, the, actually, the new guidance that came out yesterday from the FDA set some minimum standards. So that was, that's completely new. So it has to be at least 90% sensitive and 95% specific. So these are minimum performance standards that did not previously exist. And actually a lot of the tests that are currently being used under that um, old guidance rule uh, would not meet that minimum standard. So. Um, I think you will start to see a lot of changes now with um, the availability of antibody testing because of these changes from the FDA. It should be maybe more difficult to find them. If you get this approval when you hope to, that would be the first one you can order at home and get a rapid result, right? That's right, yeah. Um, what else do you think it's important for people to understand about these tests as they come out on the market? Yeah, uh, I think the most important thing is to understand what the limitations are. So right now, the limitations are we don't know what having antibodies means in terms of protecting you from being reinfected. So we can, like we talked about earlier, we can kind of extrapolate what we know, but right now we just don't have the evidence yet. So what these tests currently tell you, um, what they're useful for is telling you if you had a previous exposure to the virus. So we get hundreds of emails, sometimes daily, with people saying, I was sick in January or February, I'm pretty sure I had it, but I, I would like to know. So these tests are useful for that. So a traditional PCR test will not be able to tell you that, but these serology tests can. Uh, and then the other use case that we uh, see these tests being valuable is like what we're doing with the Wake Forest study, which is understanding the true prevalence of the disease and be able to um, understand the true mortality rate or morbidity rate because you don't really know how many people are dying from the disease if you don't know how many people are actually exposed and infected. So these tests are actually really great for these kind of studies like we're doing with Wake Forest. And beyond that, we do hope we will have the evidence to be able to say more. Like if you have antibodies, you are now able to, um, you know, potentially have protection for six months, a year, two years, 
or if you have antibodies with these tests, you're able to donate your blood for um, convalescent uh, plasma therapy. Those are things that we're still learning about. And I am very optimistic that by the time our tests on the market, we will be able to say those things. But right now, uh, we, we can't quite go there yet. Do you think that the having the data from the results of these tests is more beneficial to the person taking it or to doctors and scientists? That's a good question. I mean, uh, for the people, for the hundreds of people that have written in, <laughs> interested in the tests, I think that they think it's pretty valuable to know if they were sick uh, with with the the coronavirus earlier this year. Um, I do think that researchers like um, the researchers that we're working with at Wake Forest um, do find these tests extremely valuable. So I wouldn't say that um, necessarily, uh, I think it depends more on the person really than, than, than on the tests. But um, these tests I think play, can play a key role in, in figuring out um, some, answering some important questions. Um, it's, it's not a silver bullet. It's not you know the test and, and all tests. These tests are it's just another tool in our toolbox for fighting this pandemic. So we need all types of testing. We need a PCR test. We need um, antibody tests that can be done in a lab. We need antibody tests like ours that can be done at home. We need ways to do PCR testing from at home collection, which actually LabCorp now has a test that can do that. So that's really exciting. Um, but we need all these tests because this pandemic has caused, you know, an incredible amount of suffering and um, also just shutting down our economies, causing financial strains. And until we really have all these different tools available, we're not really going to be able to get back to what we would consider a normal way of life. Um, but that's why we're excited at Scanwell to be able to play a role in, in, in helping because um, it's very easy to feel, you know, hopeless in, in this kind of situation and feel like you, you know you have no control over what's happening. Um, but And we're just grateful that we can play a small role in, in battling this pandemic. If there is a vaccine available, I, I don't know, forgive my ignorance, but would you be able to use this test to see how well a, a vaccine is doing? Or is that- We hope so. No, we hope so, yeah. So um, um, serology tests have been used um, to um, verify people's uh, vaccination status. So when I um, first started medical school at the Mayo Clinic, um, I didn't have all my vaccination records. So one thing they did is they just drew my blood and looked for antibodies from my previous vaccinations uh, to things like, you know, mumps or rubella. So th these serology tests have been used in the past uh, as a way to, to verify that people have it, um, antibodies. And the other thing I, I think would, could be useful for these types of serology tests that we're working on um, is when we have vaccines, we're not going to be able to vaccinate our entire population right off the bat. We're going to have to prioritize people. And if these antibodies, uh, antibody testing can help us um, triage who should get the vaccinations first. So you can imagine maybe uh, frontline medical workers like myself who are taking care of COVID patients would, would start with um, getting vaccinations. But if we already have antibodies and um, um, we already know that we are protected, then we might not have to get vaccinated. So, I, you so can many imagine of that you have be. already had that exposure because of your proximity to those patients, right? Right. I mean, that's that's the concern, and and I think um, we actually don't know. Uh, you know, we we like I would say right now, my colleagues at UCSF that I work with, a lot of us think that we may have been exposed because we had symptoms at some point, but testing wasn't widely available, so we did not get a test. And the other thing just re uh, to remember is that even people who had a negative PCR test, um, those PCR tests are not 100% sensitive in identifying infections. There are false negatives, um, so. Yeah, there's a, 
there's a lot of people in my department who think they may have been exposed already and they won't know until they um, they um, take your test, test or take my test yeah I wish I could give all of them a <laughs> test but right now I tell them we have to wait for the FDA uh, authorization before we can do that um, but um, I, I think that's what's exciting is that uh, these these tests are coming soon um, and antibody tests are already here so you know you can actually get a lab core or quest antibody tests um, UCSF also offers antibody testing as well. So there are places that are offering antibody testing. Um, they typically use um, the machines uh, manufactured by companies like Abbott uh, or Euroimmune and Roche just got a um, authorization to start selling their tests. Where you send um, it back to the lab and they process Exactly, exactly, yeah. So it's a little bit different than what we're working on, but I view all these tests as really being complementary because we recognize that the tests that we're developing, the rapid, antibody tests, they're not going to be as accurate as the ones that are run in a lab, but they're much cheaper and much easier to perform and do not require sending a sample back um, for processing. So um, so I really see the two working together. Um, you can imagine maybe screening with our test and then following up with confirmatory tests. Very similar actually to how we test for tuberculosis now. So every year, um, every healthcare worker has to go through an annual TB screening where they do a, a cheap um, skin test. If it's positive, then you come back in for a chest x-ray or a uh, quantiferum blood test, which costs more money. But those work together. And because of really the cost and the ability to, to do it at, a, at scale, we're trying to make this process as transparent as possible. Uh, we know a lot, there's a lot of anxiety in, uh, in, in the nation right now and people want to know what's out there. So that's why we're trying our best to post regular updates and not just share good news, but also share you know setbacks that we've had. And, um, fortunately, we've been, uh, our team has been working really hard and, and it's been incredible the amount of um, what our team has been able to accomplish in such a short time. But we will be posting everything on that website, including when the tests are available and how to order it as soon as they are. Well, I will be following along right with everybody else. Uh, thank you again.